Today on The Topping Show, YouTube uses a fake reason to censor Stephen Crowder's breaking report on the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene officially subpoenaed both Hunter and James Biden. Ramaswamy to stop World War III campaign video goes viral. Just Stop Oil Terrorists accepted to destroy a work of art from 1651. Mainstream media attacks Stephen Crowder for revealing the truth about the National Shooter. Starbucks reveals their expansion plan, while Square and Brick reveals a plan to lay off 1,000 jobs. Next Door to lay off 25% of their staff. And General Motors to recall their driverless vehicle after it uh, accidentally hit a pedestrian. All that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice today. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner and need a little assistance, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November. So if you, you could click that button down there, I would greatly appreciate it. Now going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Starburst expansion plan is revealed. They want 17,000 more stores by 2030 and to cut costs by around six, rather $3 billion. Now, it looks like this amount spent marks the latest stage of the company's broader quote-unquote reinvention strategy, which was led by their former CEO and founder, Howard Schultz, who's fixed the company multiple times after they've, he has a track record of coming in, builds it up, has a great plan, steps back, then do the board of directors ineptitudes and the new CEO's ineptitudes, it just kind of craters into the ground. So multiple times he's come back and he's successfully fixed the company and they built it to the point where they're synonymous with coffee. If you could think of one fast place to buy a cup of coffee or realistically a candy, you know, candy bar in a cup, but nevertheless, people enjoy the taste. Starbucks is the largest, most successful chain bar none. Now, it looks like Starbucks also beat Wall Street's estimates for both their quarter earnings as well as their revenue. That helped send shares up 9.5%. This is thanks to CNBC report, specifically by a I was about to say gentleman, in this case, a gal or a lady by the name of Amelia Lucas. Now, it looks like they want to expand. It has this plan to, uh, to expand to 35,000 locations outside North America by 2030. Now, Starburst currently has about 20,200 international ca cafes as of October 1. In total, the coffee company aims to reach 55,000 locations globally by 2030, offering its current global count of 38,000, which, interestingly enough, it's the largest coffee place, but in terms of convenience stores, 7-Eleven actually has even more locations. Though, I don't think any people want to really correlate 7-Eleven with coffee, even though they have coffee, nevertheless. When asked for a comment, you had President of Starbucks, Michael Conway, saying, quote, three, of, three out of every four new stores over the near term is expected to be opened outside the U.S. as our store portfolio becomes increasingly global, unquote. Which makes sense. I was going to say one of the fastest growing markets globally is India. And this, I think, is one of the reasons why you see a lot of luxury companies opening up not only offices, but also presence in the area. You have Apple revealing, revealing their very first store there. They're starting to manufacture phones there. You have Tesla. I believe they're also trying to have additional resources located in that country as well. So I'm not too surprised that Starbucks has a plan to expand internationally even more. Now, 
They also noted that they have their cost savings plan of $3 billion. They know that specifically about $1 billion of the savings will come from making the stores more efficient and the rest will come from saving on the cost of goods sold, which will be interesting to see. They already have pretty much unparalleled buying power in terms of volume of products. And traditionally, every time you buy a product, usually the greater the volume, the greater the discount you can get per unit. With Starbucks being already so massive, I wonder how much negotiation power they have with those current vendors, or they're trying to either introduce new products that are more cost-effective, or they're trying to renegotiate, or because of the increase in stores, maybe they do get a little more buying power overall. But it'll be interesting to see what their tactics are when it comes to those negotiations. Now, the final piece of what Starbucks is calling its, quote, triple shot reinvention strategy calls for wage increases for the baristas doubling. No, dear God, really? Doubling their hourly income over the over fiscal 2020 earnings by the end of fiscal 2025. That jump will come from both increased hours and higher pay. Starbucks said it would share more details later. Which, geez Louise, you thought your $8 cup of candy bar and cup is expensive now. I can't imagine because it's either going to shrink profit margins, which the shareholders aren't going to like, or it's going to raise the cost even more, which the consumers are not going to like. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects the menu next time you go there. Now, they also say that this announcement comes after more than 350 Starbucks locations have unionized under Workers United, which is famous for praising Hamas. Which, I don't think anyone would, with a modicum of intelligence or heart, would actually praise that. But, nevertheless, that's what their union is known for. It'll be interesting to see how much they're able to do in changes Take the stores more efficient and all those other variables coming together. Or if the unions just drop out the prices more and more and more. It'll be fascinating to see. But interesting enough, the shareholders think this is a good plan because it did. I mean, the stock did jump by 9.5%. And if you look at their overall stock lately. Just pull that up really quick. And they're over $100 per share. They're doing pretty darn good. Over the past month. Yeah, 12.54% past month. Granted, the past six months, they're down 2.26%. Eh, year to date, 3% up. One year, 13% up. Five, goodness gracious, five years, 52% up. As I would say with investing, hindsight's 2020. Who would have thought Starbucks would be a good buy at $68 per share? But of course, now it's up to $104 per share. Interesting enough, they pay dividends. So I was gonna say that's one of the that's a big driver for a lot of investors. So a lot of folks that have, that's gonna probably even be more investors. It'd be interesting. Let me know if you think this is gonna be an overexpansion of the company. Because throughout the years they have grown and shrunk the number of locations. Partially because they're cannibalizing sales, like some some companies tend to do if they don't plan it appropriately. Let me know in the comments if this will help Starbucks be more successful in their coffee dominance. Or do you think this might be the demise or Realistically, because they're so big and successful already, not a demise to their death, but it'll be perhaps a speed bump in their growth, and it'll cause them to perhaps shrink temporarily. Be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting businesses, you have Square, now called Block, is going to cut about 1,000 jobs. Now, they are a financial services company headquartered in San Francisco that was moderately recently purchased by Jack Dorsey. Now, I don't know how prudent it was to change the brand from Square to Block, because Square had a pretty good customer base. I mean, they're a financial services company. A lot of small businesses really liked it. 
And then they changed it to Block, which a lot of people ridiculed at the time and made fun of the name. A lot of people just said Jack Dorsey wanted to have a cool, unique name. Well, I don't know how cool that is. Kind of is a rudimentary term, makes me think of building blocks. And they don't sell Legos or knockoff Mega Blocks, which technically was a different company, but everyone in the Lego community knew they were clearly a knockoff and no one appreciated them. In fact, if they fell into your box of Legos, you could just feel how low quality and rudimentary the Mega Blocks were with the, oh, just in terms of the quality control. Lego is the Rolex of toys. The precision engineering is unbeatable, and with Megabox, it's almost as if someone who was visually impaired, now there's anything wrong with that, attempted to carve a Lego out of a styled piece of plastic, but they also could not feel things. I don't know what that's called, but certainly that's the thing that exists as well. And they did the best they could. Now, granted, if you're financially disadvantaged, if you're financially strapped for cash, it's, it's still a good kid's toy, but in terms of quality, you can't beat Lego. But nevertheless, it still does correlate to the, what I was talking about, moderately. But they currently employ about 13,000 employees at Square, not called Blocks, and they say they wanted to reduce it to about 12,000. Now, interestingly enough, there would be just really one easy way to make it so that you wouldn't have to cut any jobs. What could you possibly do to dramatically reduce costs and increase cost company efficiencies? Oh yes, get out of San Francisco. It is one of the most expensive places on the planet to live. Also has the highest ratio of human excrement on the streets. They, there's so much excrement in San Francisco, the culture has decayed so much. They created an app on your phone so you could track where the people are defecating in the streets and presumably attempt to destroy it. However, the volume is so great, the app is just one giant brown map. So that's how they try to fix problems by just putting on well, I guess that really is an attempt to fix the problem. Fascinating culture of San Francisco, but that's what they've become known for. What used to be great now is rudimentary at best. I partially blame an amalgamation between the culture as well as the politics, feeling each other, feeding into each other, as well as the businesses who are feeling it. Now, granted, most prudent businesses have left San Francisco. Famously, the only company that's opened up a store in San Francisco in the past 48 months, please correct me wrong in the comments if I'm wrong, but I've done a bunch of searching. The only one I can find is Ikea. And I say ironically because they just know no one's going to steal their stuff because you have to assemble it. It takes a modicum of effort to actually assemble their furniture. Although it would be kind of hilarious if they actually just made sure the packages of the furniture was like half full. So if one steal it, they come back home and try to assemble it. They find that well, you, know, you can't finish it, so they have to go back to the store and get their extra pieces. And then they pay that. But nevertheless, I know that would never really happen. But that's a huge cost to the company. They relocate to a better business-friendly area like Florida or Texas where... Not only will your employees be happy because there's no income tax in those areas, but the business taxes are much less and there's huge business incentives. Toyota doesn't have to pay property tax in the state of Texas for, I believe, the first 15 years. And that was one of the negotiation terms that led them to the city of Plano. And now they're one of the most well-known businesses associated with Texas, generating thousands of jobs. And all those employees are paying, I don't know how much, hundreds of millions of dollars in local sales taxes, property taxes. But San Francisco does nothing to attract businesses, as far as I can tell. So, Jack Dorsey and the company are spending a lot of money just to keep that going. Now, when asked for comment, Jack said specifically, quote, As we continue to view the business through the lens of our investment framework, we will continue to find opportunities from constraints we believe will lead to greater growth. We implemented one of these a year before our IPO, an absolute cap on the number of employees we had at the company. It was very effective in driving performance, scoping, 
our work through better prioritization and looking critically at the number of products we offered against our strategy. We are going to do that again now by creating an absolute cap on the number of employees we have in the company, held firm at 12,000 until we feel growth of the business has meaningfully fully outpaced the growth of the company, unquote. Which is a very fancy, almost politician way of saying, we can be more efficient without so many people. There's a lot of, a lot of fat we can trim from the system. Now, granted, it's San Francisco, so it is still the tech bay, and there are a lot of companies still headquartered there in that regard. So the upside is hopefully these employees are able to find gainful employment at one of those other places. But still, in terms of, again, he's talking about business efficiencies. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. Just move. That'd be a huge incentive for everyone. So it'll be fascinating to see. Again, they're already, it's, the company's been around for quite some time. They're relatively stable. Um, thankfully, I don't think any, a greatest overall great percentage of people in the company are going to lose their positions, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Other interesting businesses you have next door to lay off 25% of their staff in an effort to reduce cost, which is ridiculous considering where they're headquartered. They are headquartered in San Francisco, and they are a social media company, as it might make sense. It's called Nextdoor for Neighborhoods. And their goal is to reduce costs by $60 million specifically. Now, this is thanks to a local news network by the name of Crone 4, which sounds more like an action figure in a Transformers movie or something. But nevertheless, the Crone 4, I mean, it's also as ridiculous as calling something like a, a, a show, the topping show, and not talking about pizza. Oh, wait. Nevertheless, getting back to the substance here. Now, when asked for comment, the CEO, Sarah Ferris, said, quote, This reduction in our team is the hardest decision we've had to make at Nextdoor, unquote. While our opportunity and belief in the transformative power of community remains unwavering and our business is finally financially strong with the healthy balance sheet, we must go through with our commitment to our shareholders, unquote. She continues saying, quote, This means right-sizing our business and aligning our team and other expenses with our near-term revenue expectations. We expect that these actions will position us to reach a quarterly free cash flow break-even by the end of 2025, unquote. Which, again, the whole business has shifted when it comes to tech companies especially. For years, there's basically free cash in the United States because of zero or near zero interest rates that help prop up a lot of these companies. I think if you've tuned into the show for the first time, we've covered other things like Twitter and Facebook, where for the greatest number of time, all these, all these social media companies, the only thing they really measured was the user count. They really never talked too much about profitability. They said, oh yeah, we have the greatest growth rate. We have so many users. And now that the cash is drying up, a lot of people are saying, well, that's great. Well, firstly, how many of them are real users and not bots? And two, great, what's the cash flow break even of the company? When are you actually gonna make a profit? Which again, some businesses take years to make a profit. And as long as you are communicating your expectations properly to the shareholders, they're usually pretty patient if you have a plan to conveying them the value they'd be able to get there. Now, all these companies are now being asked, okay, great growth rate, great number of users, when are you actually gonna make us money? Now, specifically when it comes to the financial report of this company, they need a, noted a quote, 6% year over year increase in total weekly active users, unquote, which again is good, but getting down to the more substance, they also noted quote, a 4% or 5 million revenue increase year over year. Which, again, that's good. More revenue is great. However, they also noted that they had a, quote, 38 million net loss, which is an increase 
from the 35 million loss a year ago. So they are not doing great. And I also, I've never, perhaps this my anecdotal experience, I don't know a lot of people that use this app, the Nextdoor app. I, I've heard of some people, I'm actually trying to think if I know anyone who's actually used that. Because they say it's a neighborhood app where you can get all your local tips. But most of the people I know who are looking for neighbor conversation and neighbor tips, they use something like the Ring app, which that app has all these features where you can talk about local things that pop up in the community. And most of the security companies where you're putting the cameras outside your house, granted, hopefully you're not putting them inside your house for security purposes, obviously. But nevertheless, people are putting the cameras and the Ring doorbell. Well, those have their own communities. So I think that's a big overlap. And if you're already paying for one, why pay for the other? So really, next door, again, I don't wanna say the marketing is terrible, but I've never heard of them, anecdotally speaking. Now, what is really the compelling reason that's really gonna put them on the map or make someone wanna download it? It looks like you can advertise your business on there, which again, you can do that in other apps as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the news is not great for the company, and hopefully, I mean, Lord knows is, well, let's see here. There's more social media copies than you can throw a brick at just in terms of quantity. So thankfully, I hope that the skill sets of the people who are being let go can be translated to a new career so there's not too much of a gap in their career and they're able to get gainful employment somewhere else. But let me know in the comments, have you ever heard of Nextdoor? And have you ever downloaded, or do you even know anyone who's ever downloaded this app? I can't help but think the outlook for this Nextdoor, I mean, at least for my usage, I, don't, I can't think of a compelling reason to download it, but perhaps some other people will and the company will actually get that break even and eventually make a profit. If you're fascinated to hear what you have to say, let me know in the comments what your experiences is or is not like when it comes to next door. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have YouTube claims Steven Crowder broke their rule about violent organized crime in order to censoring him revealing the infamous trans shooter manifesto from Nashville, Tennessee. Now this comes from Steven doing a screenshot of his message from YouTube that he posted on Twitter, which is the only place where I'm not seeing a massive amount of censorship for this particular issue. Everybody else is pretty much deleting all the videos. YouTube especially, I didn't, I briefly covered the topic and that was vis-a-vis kind of a, not directly address the topic, but I addressed it when I was talking about the instance where you had the Daily Wire versus Stephen Crowder 2.0, where the CEO of the Daily Wire did call out Stephen Crowder, applauding him for breaking the story, but he also insulted it at the same time, kind of like a backhanded compliment. And that in and of itself caused a cultural rift throughout the conservative community, as both those companies are very famous, conservative, fast-growing, conservative-based companies. Many people might argue that Stephen Crowder is much more conservative in his beliefs because a myriad of reasons, but that's one of the reasons I think his growth rate is increasing throughout the years in terms of the people who are following him and joining his infamous mug club, which was the mechanism which really broke the story because one of his contributors, one of the people who actually pays to be a subscriber to support free speech via Stephen Crowder, well, they actually gave him the information for this manifesto. When the government and everyone were trying to cover it up, which is a very unique value prop when it comes to freedom of information in the First Amendment, which is becoming all too rare these days, unfortunately. Now, specifically, Stephen says before the actual screenshot, he says, quote, investigative journalism is now considered, quote, unquote, organized crime, according to YouTube. Wait until you have to see what we have in store tomorrow. Rumble only, 10 a.m. Eastern time. 
and he does hashtag Nashville Manifesto and hashtag, hashtag Mug Club Undercover. Now, the YouTube specifically says, Hi, Steven Crowder. We wanted to let you know our team reviewed your content and we think it violates our violent criminal organization's policy. We know you might have not realized that this was a violation of our policies, so we're not applying a strike to your channel. However, we have removed the following content from YouTube. Podcast episode, LWC exclusive, Nashville shooter, school shooter, manifesto leaked. We realize this may be disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure YouTube is a safe place for all. If you think we made a mistake, you can appeal the decision below. You'll find more details below. More details include our policy says content that glorifies violent criminal organizations or incites violence or is not allowed on YouTube. We review educational, documentary, artistic, and scientific content on a case-by-case -case basis. Limited exceptions are made for content which is sufficient and appropriate context and where the purpose of the posting is clear. Please refer to our help center, blah, blah, blah. Also, a lot of legalese and a lot of bombastic way of saying, screw you, we make the rules as we choose. And I've noticed this myself. If you actually look at the YouTube terms and conditions, they're written purposely to be as ambiguous as possible. It, even most lawyers can't understand it, I suspect. Partially just to have YouTube to the point where they have all the cards. They're holding all the keys. I forget the actual metaphor from the Matrix, but you get the point. I'll look it up sometime. But nevertheless, that got... 2.1 million views and 25,000 likes. So it certainly went viral on the Twitter sphere. Now, one of the first and I also one of the most important comments in below actually comes from the channel on Twitter for Rumble. Rumble says, quote, Rumble will hold the line for citizen journalism, unquote. Although I butchered it, so let me rephrase it. Rumble will hold the line for citizen journalism, unquote. Now, granted, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but if you click the subscribe button, it may help my stuttering or, in this case, just messing up words. I think it's gotten better throughout the years. Well, I guess it hasn't been a year yet. Throughout the past couple episodes, I believe it's gotten a little bit better thanks to the increased subscriber count. That is perhaps more legitimate than some doctors? Maybe. Subscribe, and let's find out. It can't hurt, that's all I'm saying. Now, that statement by Rumble got 1,600 likes. And you have someone by the name of C. Pate Smith saying, quote, crazy, not surprising how fast all these major uh, news networks, companies have suppressed this, getting 650 likes. Craig Chamberlain says, quote, what a joke YouTube has become, unquote, getting 747 likes. Guidemaster Zoe, the streamer, says, quote, wow, hashtag Elon Musk should buy hashtag YouTube to fix this too, unquote, getting 422 likes, which is also ridiculous. I There's no way Elon could pull that off. Even if, now my ADHD is getting the better of me, but what is Google's stock right at now? Right now at, I mean, prior Google acquisition, of course, I mean, he could have bought it, the company, although not at the time with, his current, with the resource allocation that he had. I mean, Elon, for most of his career, was paid a dollar salary as mostly stock, and stock takes a while to vet. He actually get paid out and be issued. Now I'm curious. And there's also a certain periods you are or are not allowed to sell a stock if you're a part of the company. So what is Google stock today? Could is it would it be possible? I don't think so. But would it be possible for Elon to buy Google? Let's see. Google doesn't like being bullied, perhaps. We are, I was just poking fun at them and now it's going slower than molasses. 
Although, let's see, Google stock. Oh, let's try something better like Brave. Huh, of course, Brave works instantly. Google also reorganizes Apple. The current stock price is $133 per share. Now, what's the market cap? This, not as much as I thought, actually. Interesting. So, yeah, even Apple's worth one Google. Interesting. So, again, it's still more money than you could possibly fathom having myself. But, nevertheless, right now, Google stock is currently worth, again, the market cap of all the stock is all worth $1.54 trillion. But what's Elon's, now what's Elon net worth? Elon net worth, because what is he worth right now? Because he had to take out a loan to buy Twitter. It wasn't all him and his cash. See, okay, so this is according to Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt, or a handful, depending on your serving size. It says, as of November 2023, Elon's net worth is estimated between $198 billion and $220 billion. So at most, and again, this isn't really conceivable because if Elon were to sell all of his Tesla stock, it would also degrade that stock as well. It would be worth less and less and less every time he's selling it. So even if he were to somehow magically liquidate it at the top of the stock, which because of the race at which he could sell, I don't think is, and because he's a leader of the company, I don't think it's possible. But let's say it's possible. He could liquidate everything. I mean, he could only buy, what is it, 220, $220 billion of $1.54 trillion? I mean... That's still not even a fourth of the company's value. And that's with Elon going all in. So, interesting comment. So, I was kind of curious, could he conceivably do that? But not with the real... I'm trying to conceivably think. Not with the current resource allocation he has. You would need multiple Elon Musk in order to buy Google. And even then, you'd have to have the shareholders vote. I mean, it's highly... Let me just clarify. It is possible for that to happen if he has extra friends to help him out, but... Highly improbable is what I should say. Although I think for freedom of speech, that would be exceptional because Google has so much control. Everything from swaying elections where they haven't selected reminders or having selective results and you're searching for campaign donations. There are many reasons I think that would be a benefit for Elon to acquire it. But again, I guess if you're listening and you're a trillionaire, hit up Elon Musk and yeah, let's make that happen. But if you're like me, I don't, that's just not in the cards at the moment. Going back to the comments, nevertheless, we have one bad dude saying, quote, things are getting spicy and we still have a year until the election, unquote, getting 488 likes. And I can't help but agree. I think there's going to be an increase ramped up in censorship as you get closer and closer to the election, especially with these hot topics, which I have this on the Culture Brother podcast, but you could certainly argue this is part of the politics as well, because the government over in Tennessee, you know, the local officials, they all try to hide the data from you and I. And... And you, of course, you have the FBI and all those other organizations hiding the data as well. And what's so morally abhorrent in discussing is that this is the, it's, we shouldn't be surprised that the Nashville, Tennessee shooter who had um, the trans shooter who was very anti-white, actually had white pejorative slurs in the manifesto. No one's surprised at that because, again, it's the one time the manifesto wasn't released. Every time the manifesto is against certain organizations or groups, it's released in minutes. We have all the details. This as the details are trying to suppress as much as possible. And we've seen this bias time and time again when it comes to active shooter situations. Very similar to the Arlington, Texas shooting incident where you had a student do a morally abhorrent, disgusting thing and 
use a gun negatively towards other students. It was on news for a fraction of a second, but as soon as the race of that perpetrator was revealed, the story is buried. Don't talk about it again. So there was very similar to the gay nightclub shootout, where they had that shootout, had, the orientation of that person was revealed, and that story just went away because it doesn't fit the main narrative. I mean, if you think I'm wrong, let me know in the comments, but I can't help but I think a lot of people in the middle are starting to notice these huge discrepancies in the reporting. Now, nevertheless, let me know that the tangents or moderate tangents or ADHD comments are too much, but I'll get back to the comments nevertheless. Someone by the name of Golden Memes, who, I won't say they get an F, but D minus, because they responded by just saying something, they didn't respond with a meme, and yet their name is Golden Memes. Not good marketing, Golden Memes. Nevertheless, Mr. Golden Memes says, quote, X will be the last platform standing, unquote, getting 919 likes, which I agree. Zubop says, quote, we think is a bold statement under such policy, unquote, getting 516 likes. Scott Gouliet says, quote, anything to protect a trans murderer, unquote, getting 327 likes. Let's see here. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any contrarian um, comments, but overall, I'm not too surprised, but they're overwhelmingly supportive of Stephen and the statements. Somebody named Patches says, quote, the moment when you realize you struck a nerve and they do everything they can to suppress the truth, unquote, getting 326 likes. Melissa Tate says, quote, the fascist left strikes again with Soviet-style censorship. We need to ditch these platforms, sign up for Crowder's platform Mug Club, and support independent voices like Alex Jones and the Hodge Twins, unquote. She got 356 likes. A lot of likes between 50 and 100, just saying how much YouTube is censoring them. It censors your face un unapologetically. Travis says he's deleting YouTube, getting 90 likes. The Breaking Report says, quote, they literally removed Stephen's content and claimed it was, quote, glorifying violence, even though he was doing the complete opposite, unquote, getting 85 likes, which, of course, he, I, do I think they're glorifying violence? Maybe they never tune into his show or they're purposely deceitful, because I would also argue most humans would never glorify violence. Unfortunately, there are some that do, interestingly enough. They're never the ones who are censored because of what they're going for. But nevertheless, another topic for another time, perhaps. Let's get a couple more comments here. Well, let's see. A lot of people saying Rumble is the last standing ground for free speech. Let's see. Someone by the name of John's Memes, who does get any plus for marketing because he responded with a meme, so I prove has a picture of a whole crowd of the NPC gray cartoon. And it says in really bold, big font, free speech. And then they say in smaller font, is dangerous unless liberals control it, unquote. And they get 183 likes. Let's see here. Someone by the name of Smurf, more of a contrarian statement, says, quote, so YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all are doing the same thing on this. What are they so worried about, unquote? Getting five likes. Oh, so no, actually, no, that's still on point. Or based, as the youth might say. Let's see here. So it looks like overwhelming support. 
A lot of people saying they should sue YouTube, which again, the length, I don't think, I don't know if it's possible to win a successful suit against them. You also need a copious amount of resources because again, Google is a trillion dollar company with legal teams probably larger than most football teams or sports ball teams. And again, the language of the terms and conditions as well as the monetization, I guess they demonetized them uh, a long time ago, but all these rules are so vague and so open to interpretation I, it's just the gray area they themselves create so that they could pretty much have all the upside and none of the downside. So it'll be interesting to see, will this drive a greater adoption rate of people using platforms like Rumble? With one of the most difficult things to do is displacing a technology or breaking a habit when so many people are used to the convenience of YouTube. It'll be interesting to see how many people are willing to make a change. I've recently synced my channel to Rumble so ideally, it's not instantaneous, but these videos should also equally be posted on Rumble as well, because I know that as a great growing alternative, and they truly stand for free speech, which again, is a rare thing these days. So let me know in the comments, do you think this will be a great driver for the increased adoption rate of stuff like Rumble as well as Twitter and X? And if you're not a part of the Steven Crowder Mug Club, why or why are you not? It'll be interesting to see what, what's the newest, greatest media outlet when no one respects the legacy ones? Fox News is basically a joke at this point. They have 19 people who still tune in on a daily basis, and most of them do not have the cognitive ability to change the channel. God bless their souls. But some of those instances where a lot of people are moving on. No one's really tuning into the traditional media outlets in that regard. They're looking at things like the Daily Wire, like Louder the Crowder, like the Hodge Twins. There's a lot of alternatives, which is great because that's the beauty of capitalism. The best solutions will brew to the surface. Pun moderately intended, since you could put a brew into the actual mug of Mug Club. This is a little bit of a stretch, but I got there. Let me know. Be fascinated here what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news you have Just Stop Oil terrorists attempted to destroy a gorgeous painting made by Roki Venus in 1651. Now, these people known as eco-terrorist. This is specifically one that's called Just Stop Oil, which, again, the average person in that club, gang, terrorist organization, whatever you want to call it, is mental capacity of about 18 brain cells. They are mentally, morally, and pretty much in every way of the sense, vacuous. Thriving on a way to disrupt classic works of art, destroy works of art, disrupt your day by foolishly gluing their hands to the pavement, and all while being so hypocritical, wearing an a myriad of clothing and having technologies on their person, which are directly correlated benefits of the oil industry in and of themselves. So mentally, morally vacuous, hypocritical. There's many reasons to be amused by these. It's a nice way of bum. These morons. No, morons is too innocent of a term. Someone could be a nice moron. These morally duplicitous, these evil perpetrators. Let me know in the comments. What's a good word to describe these eco-terrorists? Now, this comes thanks to Twitter, and this specifically is from a Twitter handle by the name of And Wokeness, which I'd say A plus for marketing since they have a profile picture that directly correlates to that, where they have, I forget the cartoon, but you see it everywhere in the meme community where it's the cartoon of a gentleman with a beard and a short haircut. Pretty good, pretty good style. I approve. And it says, I support the for forever things. Kind of squint there a little bit there, but I got out. Now, this particular Twitter handle said, quote, Breaking climate cult strikes again. Just stop oil 
lunatics took hammers and attacked Rokes, Rokesby Venus painted in 1651, estimated worth $90 million in the London National Gallery. Now, perhaps this gentleman is just the most whipped person in the world since it is a couple. Now, they also have the fashion sense of nothing because of course they didn't suit up as every man always should. He's wearing a t-shirt and jeans. No class. Which is what you can expect with someone trying to destroy a beautiful work of art. Now, this got 21.6 million views. And, of course, there's a little bit of a video here. And it's disappointing because the security, just like the security in London, and, unfortunately, more and more parts of America, is a joke. It's basically non-existent. So, again, if you have suggestions for production software for picture-in-picture, picture, I would greatly appreciate it. I've entertained a couple, but still have some issues with the camera actually syncing with the technology. Maybe I just need to get a new, different camera. But let me know in the comments because I do want to improve the show, and your feedback is how we do that together. And it is much appreciated. So without further ado, we can at least hear these mentally, morally vacuous cult members. I think they, they, that gentleman in the, in the original post had the right idea. So thank God there's like thick bulletproof glass on top of the painting. But it's still making some deep chips in there. And again, there's no such thing as bulletproof, bullet resistant. Because again, with the right bullet, you can get through darn near anything. Thank God for depleted uranium rounds. Women did not get the vote by voting. It is time for deeds and not words. It is time to just stop oil. Politics is failing us. Politics failed women in 1914. If millions will die due to new oil and gas licensing, millions! If we love history, if we love art, and if we love our families, we must just stop oil. Mentally vacuous to say the least, someone who's never read a history book, which again, we shouldn't be surprised because public schools are at all-time low for every metric in the United States, at least. And again, he says, politics failed women. Women didn't get the right to vote by voting. Yes, women's suffrage was passed because of men. There's also, back in the day, you actually had to contribute to do certain things to actually be eligible to vote. It is a more of a conscription to service as well, in some regard, but they don't, they don't have to deal with the draft. They say women got the right to, no, well, no, politics worked because they voted and women got the right to vote. So again, they don't know that part of history. Granted, I'm not surprised. They also say millions of people will die. Oil is terrible. It's destroying everyone's lives. They're wearing clothes, shoes, a hat. Ironically enough, I'm pretty sure the hammer they're using has a plastic handle, which is another oil byproduct. Which, again, it's hilarious when you see some of these activists go to the Congress and go to these hearings where they say, oh yeah, we need to destroy the oil. And then, frankly, there's a couple politicians with a modicum of intelligence. I know. I was shocked when I saw this as well. But they rightly point out, oh yeah, um, what kind of phone do you have? That uses oil byproducts. Yeah, I see you have a plastic phone case. with more oil byproducts. What kind of glasses do you have? What kind of lenses do you have? What kind of frames are on your glasses? What kind of scrunchie do you have? Oh, that, that's a plastic oil scrunchie. What kind of vehicle do you have? Even a Tesla has 
countless plastic components which are byproducts of oil. And again, if you were to turn off the oil tomorrow, millions of people would die. One of the most famous examples is folks who are negatively affected and they're diabetic. The insulin has to be in a refrigerated unit. And overwhelmingly, people get their electricity from fossil fuels. It is, at this time, one of the most efficient forms of energy on the planet. But the only thing you could argue would be better be nuclear, which is incredibly efficient and clean. But interestingly enough, no one wants to embrace that darn near magical technology, which very well could revolutionize the whole, well, it would revolutionize the whole energy industry if we were to embrace that and actually expand it exponentially. Because again, it is much, I, a lot of people blame the Simpsons for making it look so dangerous and inept. But it's one of those instances where it's pretty darn clean and you, one could argue one of the, I mean, the byproducts are recyclable. Because again, depleted uranium, which is, you know, when, you're, when the uranium cores or the fuel rods rather are spent, they're depleted. Well, depleted uranium is one of the most dense substances on the planet, which is perfect for the military application of tank busters. I say military application, probably civilian application as well, but nevertheless, tank busters are one of the best ways to bust a tank because of the depleted uranium core, which should punch through most modern armor. Now, let's go to the comments section and let me know, in terms of the security, it's such a joke, which again, the United States, every time we see any of these incidents happen, especially when it comes to museums, where you have works of art, which we can never replace. It's not, it's one of those things where I think most modern art is crap. If you just throw paint at a wall and call it art, I think it's crap. But I don't think you should destroy it. I think it's just ridiculous. I don't think it takes any talent to do that. But you should never destroy it. Just like you should never destroy statues regardless of what they are. Because they're a piece of time and a piece of history. History repeats itself. Especially fools who forget history. That's why you should respect history and learn from it. And in these instances... They're going to these museums and destroying some of the most beautiful pieces of art. It's almost as if modern society has a war against beauty, which if you see most commercials on TV where they actually glorify morbidly obese people, yeah, it kind of all falls together, or so it seems, unfortunately. Now, this would be very easily solved. You know how? Especially in the United States, we have a lot of veterans who need jobs. You know would be a great way to stop all this from happening? It's hard to be a Marine with a rifle. Put a marine and a rifle in front of every museum, put it inside of the rooms. And if they touch that painting, let them know there's no warning shots. Again, I do not uh, ever want to suggest violence is the answer. I would never do that on YouTube. I'm simply saying works of art should be protected. And you can certainly have a warning sign as soon as you enter the museum as part of perhaps your terms and conditions saying, hey, this is a place where if you screw around, you will find out. Let me know in the comments, how would you fix this issue where these pieces of art are being attacked more and more and more, and these museums seem to have no security? It's laughable. I would have thought this was in France, but this is actually in England, interestingly enough. Now, again, that got 21.6 million views. Now, going to the comments section, someone has a meme saying, they're lawyers, you attacked what? And it's a picture compilation of Steve Hardy be drinking a copious amount of alcohol and falling down and got 10,000 likes. Mr. Jomar says, quote, the only reason he did this was to get his hand held for the very first time, unquote. I got 7,800 likes, which I can't help but think is true. 
I, this is one of those things where met a male activist for climate concern, I, especially the Just Stop Oil, I can't help, and based on his body composition, he's certainly not an alpha male to be sure. I don't think he's ever lifted anything more than perhaps his iPhone 15. Let's just say someone does not hit the gym. And he pathetically, after he made that statement, put his hand out, almost as if begging for attention. And interestingly enough, she did hold his hand. Again, society needs to be fixed in many ways. Scrolling down to the comments here, someone by the name of Taylor McCogan saying, quote, These art galleries agree with this, or they would have checked the bags at the door and flagged anyone with colored hair. It's an easy, solvable problem that is encouraged, unquote, getting 3,000 likes. Which, again, good point. Why don't they have the bag check? These museums know people are bringing in paint and other substances to throw on the paintings. Why wouldn't you check their bags for that? In this case, they had hammers. Which, hilariously and ironically enough, it looks like it does have a polymer plastic handle, which, again, they're supporting the oil industry by buying that because it's an oil byproduct. But yes, these... Let's see here. These people are certainly morally, mentally vacuous, but let's keep going. Someone by the name of Deep Blue Crypto says, quote, do something positive for the environment instead of destroying history. And he did a clip in which he shows Antomosis, a 23-year-old tree planter in Quebec, Canada, set a world record by planting 23,060 trees in 24 hours. Which, again, yes, that that's not controversial. That's something everyone can agree with. Trees are great. Trees make paper as well as many other products, and they're good for the environment. But, again, there's less, there are some conspiracy theories saying that perhaps these uh, oil terrorists are being funded by big oil or oil companies because it makes them look mentally moronic. It, it makes it so you don't want to support the cause that they're trying to portray. And again, how many people are they winning over? Don't get me wrong. There are people on the far left who love this, just as are there people on the far right who like violence as well. But it's one of those things where it, it doesn't, I can't imagine the number of people you gain from these activities is much. If you look throughout history, most of the rights gained, most of the political gains, they come from peaceful protest. They come from going out there, campaigning your ideals, getting petitions signed. I mean, once it gets violence, the support drops like a rock. Or in the case of BLM, like a brick. When that organization became violent, you saw public support just drop dramatically. When you had the peaceful protests, because there were there was a time period when that was a thing, public support was pretty high. But as soon as it got violent, it just dropped like a brick. So I can't but wonder if this is intentional. Someone by the name of the lectern guy says, quote, weak men trying to get laid is how we got here, unquote. And it shows this, again, this uh, what's a nice way of saying, oh, is there a nice way of saying beta male or weak male? This just stop oil boy putting his hand out, waiting for the girl to hold it. That got 9,700 likes out of half a million views. Someone by the name of C.P.L. Canuck Definitely Canadian. They have the flag in their bio. Nevertheless, this person says, quote, they should have been arrested and dropped off in an island somewhere where they can live out, they can live life without oil products, unquote, getting 2.2 thousand likes, which, yes, again, you, most people on the planet could not survive a day without an oil direct product or a byproduct. I'm trying to think if you can conceivably do that at all, unless you had a log cabin in the middle of the woods, 
you have to burn wood, which again is actually not as efficient as natural gas, natural gas being one of the most environmentally friendly fossil fuel. I'm trying to think. If you're a lumberjack in the middle of the woods, you would grow cotton so you can make your own clothing. You would need to have a, I, well, I guess you can use a porcupine needle in terms of the sewing. You wouldn't have to get a metal needle because in order to manufacture the metal, a lot of CNC machines, a lot of those machines need oil for lubricant. You could have the axe, but again, you would ideally to form the axe blade, it wouldn't be easy. That's all I'm saying. Someone by the name of Salty Cracker, who gets A-plus for marketing because their profile picture is of a Salty Cracker caricature cartoon with hands, though not anatomically correct. I have not seen that in the Salty Snack aisle. So I suspect this is actually a person, not an actual cracker, who has come to life. So, a little disclaimer there. This Salty Cracker says, quote, Ugly effers, breaking art, beautiful art is the commie brand, unquote, gained 1.9 thousand likes. And... Yes, interestingly enough, when it comes to tearing down statues, destroying works of arts, I don't, I have not, and if you have evidence, please let me know in the comment section, I'll cover it in, a, in an updated video, but you don't see a lot of it on the far right. When you're looking at the far left and far right, it's something where you're, at least when I'm seeing all these reports, it's overwhelmingly more politically sided with the far left. Now let's do a couple more comments. Five times August says, quote, new rule, whatever they do, the art piece, the public can do to them, unquote, King 2.3 thousand likes. Melissa Tate says, quote, do these people ever go to prison for this brainwashed, unquote, King 3.5 thousand likes, which, yes, is part of the issue. These groups of people, these climate terrorists, don't have any negative consequences. And it's not just them. You see this in a myriad of public rioting, public theft. Look at San Francisco. Because they do not prosecute crime, they... Crime rate has gotten so out of control, every business conceivably has left the city, especially for retail companies. If they're not headquartered there and they just have stores, those stores are leaving. And if companies that are headquartered there, most of them are leaving at an astonishingly high rate. So yes, one of the biggest issues with modern society is there's no negative consequences depending on your political affiliation for people. So definitely agree with that statement. Someone by the name of Gene1968 says, quote, they are terrorist, plain and simple, a quote. Getting 4.6 thousand likes. Jonas Walter Reich says, quote, is it because it's an oil painting, unquote, getting 400 likes. Now, that is what I suspect is the issue that they have a point of contention with, with, which, again, I can't help but think it's just kind of a part of the broader framework of commie and you know, far-left ideology because there are many products, pretty much everything you see these days is an oil bride product, so they could very well attack a direct oil plant or more accurately a refinery or a product of a company that uses a high percentage products of oil components in it but they choose to go after beautiful pieces of works of art and i don't think that's a coincidence it'll be interesting to see is anyone in the comments who support them someone by the name of sally says quote we did it we stopped climate change unquote and it literally has a meme in which they have the Top Gear head saying, quote, big oil companies who don't own paintings. Oh, no. And then below, it says, anyways, he has a picture of a petroleum pump. They got 760, or no, 788 likes. Somebody named Max B says, quote, these people make me want to use more oil. Unquoting 739 likes. 
which yeah, I was gonna say if I was a billionaire, it would be highly entertaining to drive past them in like a Hummer one or like a 1900s Rolls Royce or a Bentley. I'm trying to think of what uses the copy. Most, what's the most fuel inefficient vehicle on the planet? I remember Robot Chicken had a hilarious sketch where they had a Richie Rich parody. We said he had a hybrid and it was one part monster truck, one part Bentley and got like three feet per tank of gas, which again, it's a cartoon, but let me know in the comments. What's the most fuel inefficient vehicle a consumer can purchase these days, vintage or new, AKA it doesn't count if you just say, yeah, have a tank. Well, although that'd be awesome. when I getting a tank myself, but nevertheless, let me know in the comments. Do a couple more here. Pajal Shady says, quote, millions will die if we don't stop oil. Actually, billions might die if we stop oil. Oil is the number one driving force of the world economy, unquote, getting 605 likes. We also have a detrimental negative impact on up-and-coming countries, also known as developing countries. One of the most greatest keys to growing a company, or also in this case, growing a country, is cheap fuel, cheap energy. It's the foundation of which a country is built upon. And... In true two-faced fashion, a lot of people who benefited from that, the United States had a huge boom. Well, now they want to take away that ability from other developing countries, which again, it would have a tremendous negative impact on those countries. Let's do one or two more chats here. Someone by the name of Joseph Dinian says, quote, this is envy-based activism. Notice how they didn't attack a bank or oil well, unquote, getting 417 likes, which Again, I think that's solid and on point. War on the Woke says, quote, they would be better if pe people if they had a dad, unquote, getting 334 likes. Needless to say, I this is as popular as Chris Christie in terms of, well, for him, I've had instances where you can't see one positive responses. And in, in this case, it's the opposite. It's actually the opposite Christie, the Trump effect, perhaps. Although even his posts are not, not 100%. I'm trying to think of what does have 100% approval rating these days. Candy? I don't know. Actually, no. That wouldn't be good for diabetes. But nevertheless, it looks like every one of these comments is supportive of the original video. Now, let me know in the comments. Are you in support of what they did? Or do you think, eh, do you think it's warranted? If so, Why? I mean, they certainly aren't winning any hearts and minds over this, and oil companies don't care. Even the oil companies, in some instances, own some art, presumably it's insured, so even if it is destroyed, they'll get a payout. So let me know in the comments, be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting culture news, you had the mainstream media attacked Steven Crowder for revealing the truth on the Nashville shooter. Now, this shouldn't be too much of a surprise since for some people, the truth is like holy water. If they are splashed with it, they would just melt like a witch from the evil Wicked Witch of the West. I think I'm getting my metaphors crossed over, but nevertheless, hopefully you get the point. A wise man once said, sunlight is the best disinfectant, and perhaps these people are like vampires because when they see the truth, like the sun, they are melted. Nevertheless, you get the point, probably, maybe. Now, this comes from a New York Times piece, and Stephen actually tweeted this, and it went viral. Now, Stephen said, quote, We called it this morning, expect hit pieces from the left-wing media saying we released the Nashville Manifesto for clicks and clout. But in reality, we released it because the public had a right to know. And they had a right to know a long time ago. Stay tuned tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And Stephen 
tweeted a picture to the communications team at the Lowry Crowder from a gal by the name of Emily Cochran from the New York Times. And she says, quote, Hi there, my name is Emily Cochran and I'm a reporter for the New York Times. I'm working on a story on Mr. Crowder's publication of the Covenant writings and just left a press conference where one parent, Brent Leatherwood, was critical of the decision to publish these photos. He also described it as chasing clicks at one point and said that proceeds from the, vi proceeds from the video should go to the families of the six victims and or the school. I watched the video earlier this morning and will incorporate some of that, but also want to make sure Mr. Crowder didn't have any additional comment or response to pushback. Thank you from Emily. That got 619,000 views and 13,000 likes on Twitter, or as 18 people call it, X. And it's one of those fascinating things where there's a huge discrepancy in terms of, well, politics with culture, but there's a huge differences between some people say, oh yeah, you should make money on covering a topic, but you should not. But again, these people are putting hard work into covering their topic and creating these news stories. They should be compensated for it. That makes sense. And there is a difference between doing your job and chasing clicks. In this case, I don't think it was because again, the public wanted this data for months. And again, the government covered it up. This it, is ridiculous. Now, looking at the comments section, and I haven't seen them, but I suspect they will believe most they will mostly be on Steven's side. Someone by the name of I meme, therefore I am, though I would say they get a C minus for marketing because they respond in meme form. But nevertheless, this profile did say, don't need to explain yourself. What it's worth, you did the right thing. Most of us with balls would have done the same. I'm quoting 178 likes. Let's see here. Webminster says, quote, funniest thing yet, a hit piece for releasing a few documents of someone who took lives and is deceased. Can't wait to see how they spin the hit. Insert popcorn here. I'm quoting 348 likes. Tess Brown PhD says, quote, the Nashville Manifesto is quite inconvenient to the mainstream media and their continual anti-white basis, unquote. Got 288 likes. Someone by the name of Five Times August says, quote, looks like at hashtag ES Cochran is using the story for clicks and clout too. Look, that was easy. And they did a screenshot of a picture in which she tweeted, Nashville officials are now investigating after apparent excerpts from writings left by the Covenant School shooter were leaked. Perhaps the pot calling the kettle black? Because, again, she's reporting on the topic just like Stephen did. Although she's just piggybacking off of him. He did an original investigative report, but nevertheless. Mr. Sean Quinn said, quote, Brent Leatherwood didn't want America to find out about his little girl was killed in racial and religious hate crime, but if anyone's going to profit from the publication of the manifesto, it should be him. What a jerk, unquote. First got 197 likes. Paul Zuisvi says, quote, it doesn't even matter if Crowder released the manifesto for clicks. What matters is what was written on those pages. The pages show that the anti-whiteism of the left is having a deadly consequences. The cover-up of the pages shows the extreme corruption of the Democrats, unquote, Gained 259 likes. Rodney Ackerman says, quote, Thank you for bringing this to the public. The MSM can never depart their narrative. I'm sure you expect a pushback. Don't stop, unquote. Getting 108 likes with MSM being an acronym for the mainstream media because acronyms are cool. They sound smart. I approve.
Oh, it is oddly too close to MSN, which used to be a website years ago. They may very well still be around. I won't know because I stopped using them like a decade ago. Nevertheless, going back to the comments section, Jowntree says, quote, keep going, proud to be a Mug Club member. You're very courageous, unquote, getting 110 likes. Let's see here. The Gun Club says, quote, so Emily, you're going to have to do a story on this. Sounds like you were chasing clicks. How many of the proceeds from their reporting in Israel has the New York Times donated to the families of the victims there? Unquote, getting 110 likes. A lot of comments getting between 0 and 25 likes. Thank you of the good work for Crowder. Let's see here. Chris Chambers says, quote, yes, the public has a right to know. I don't care about the clicks and views part. Unquote, getting 86 likes. Rude Onion. Who? I don't say yes, C minus for marketing because it is not, in fact, a picture of an onion, but of a... Woman? Nevertheless, the alleged rude onion says, quote, they're acting like journalists don't regularly post for views and clout, unquote, getting 19 likes. Andrea Marquette says, quote, I love how they don't deny the authenticity of the pages. I wonder if they're acting out of jealousy, unquote, getting 12 likes. Which, no, I don't think they're actually jealous. I truly think they want to suppress the information. And it's fascinating to see everyone is so upset, not, at, not asking, you know, what influences individual the Nashville, Tennessee shooter to do the most morally abhorrent thing and take someone's life out of malice and hate and not self-defense. What caused this person to go down this path? What were the people influencing this person? Were they on any SSRIs? That's a, a lot of people are asking that question. What are the teachers teaching to this person? I mean, it's one of those things where hate isn't developed overnight. And of course, the FBI, the cliche, it's almost like the Bart Simpson meme when you see the Simpsons meme where they say, you know, the class says, say the line, Bart. And in this case, yeah, yet again, they had reports this person was dangerous. And yet they did nothing. I mean, again, you're not going to solve it overnight by just having the kid come into the room and sitting down for a therapy session. But just having a, opening a conversation can be the start of something. It's almost, and there's a lot of conspiracy, oh, I'll say Today's conspiracy theory is tomorrow's truth. A lot of people are saying that, including myself. But a lot of people, including the anti-gunners, are using all these cases for reasons they claim they need to take away guns, which, again, is the most morally abhorrent thing on the, on the planet or in history that the government can do. If you read a history book, which I know United States schools do not really teach anymore, unfortunately, that's why test scores are all-time low in every subject, yet the teachers' unions want more money. Well, every time the government takes guns, every single time... That's when the worst things in history happen. I'd say open up a textbook, but let's be honest. Let's be clear. Open up a vintage textbook. Or one that actually has a modicum of real information in it. Nevertheless, all of Twitter, interestingly, well, I'm not too surprised, an overwhelming majority are positive of Stephen. Now, in regards to the New York Times and the specific article that came out, this again, let's see here, and this, oh, no way. Interestingly enough, New York Times wants you to create a free account or log in. Let's see. Subscribe for one week for a dollar. So wait a minute. I thought it was free. I, the New York Times says it's evil to try to make money on that. 
get the New York Times. Continue without. Okay, interesting. So if you create a free account, download an app. What the? So they will harvest your data, which again, data is one of the most important as well as most valuable things on the planet. So even though you can access the article on New York Times for free if you register with an account, they're still gathering your data, so they still have a fiscal benefit. And again, on this article, I'm not surprised that they do have they have banner ads as well. So the New York Times can make a profit by covering this subject, but not independent reporters. Really, New York Times? Given the hypocrisy throughout the years, I don't think we should be too surprised. Now, in the excerpts, and I'm debating how much of her, I was going to say, certainly not words of wisdom, words of lies, moronic? Nevertheless, we'll read some of her words. She says, let me see here. The release of the images was hailed by a high-profile conservative lawmakers in Tennessee on Capitol Hill who said that the keeping of the rights from the public view was akin to a cover-up. In a video discussing the images, Mr. Crowder and his staff had reviewed the photographs from an undisclosed source and had worked to verify their authenticity, framing their release as part as an effort to force transparency. But his move stunned city officials leading... Mayor Freddie O'Connell, who was sworn into the role in late September to order an investigation into how the images were released, unquote. So again, the, everyone, these people are all angry because information was released to the public. And if anything, I want as much transparency as possible. The only thing the average citizen perhaps should not know is maybe the nuclear launch codes or the counterterrorism plan in case someone invades the northern border because we all know those Canadians are sneaky. And they got those maple, those maple syrup power mooses. I know they're coming for us any day now. Mark my word. But in this case, this is clearly covered up and suppressed because it didn't fit their narrative. Let me know in the comments if you disagree. But again, when we see all these instances, the manifesto is released in almost minutes when it fits their narrative. And they cover it in nauseam. This story was buried instantly that it was realized the person's orientation or choice or they're they were a trans individual that part of the news came out and mainstream media just stopped covering it and i count the notice this pattern more and more if they don't like a story if it doesn't fit their narrative they'll just bury it if it does they will cover that story every day for months we've seen it before i suspect unfortunately we will see it again now this mayor it continued to say quote Wally Ditz, the law director for the Nashville Metro government, who is responsible for overseeing the investigation, said on Monday that he had, quote, limited information about the possible leak of the documents and is enraged and horrified the parents of surviving students who said they feared what other information might be divulged. Really? All right, so this is one of the brain dead, moronic. This is one of the parents who was not directly affected by this. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be fearful. If anything, they should petition their school to have a policy in which the teachers are all CCL. They have their conceal or C conceal conceal. Uh. Again, if you click that subscribe button, it may fix my stuttering. I'm not a doctor, but I have a theory, and it very well very well may be proven to fruition that if you click the subscribe button, the rate at which I stumble my words or that I bombastically go I don't speak properly, if you subscribe, it might be the cure to it. Again, why not find out together and click that button below. Now, back to this 
parent, who again, was not directly affected by this, their child was at the school, thank God that their child did survive in this case, if anything, that parent should be furious at the school, it says, why are you disarming your teachers by having a gun-free policy? Why don't you have every teacher armed to the teeth? Have them trained, too. It is morally disgusting, and I find it morally vacuous that all these teachers are forced to lose their right to defend themselves and their kids by walking through those doors. That's evil to do that. Back to this article. Now, this parent says, quote, this parent is Brent Leatherwood. Interesting name. It sounds like a very masculine name, but his actions are the antithesis of masculinity. He says, quote, the damage done today is already significant, and I'm worried it's only going to grow. He at times, this reporter says, quote, at times he held back tears as he spoke inside the Woodmount Baptist Church, where he and the other parents had reunited their children in the hours after the violence. He called whoever had leaked the photos a viper who had allowed someone to terrorize our family with bullets to be able to now terrorize us with words from the grave. Unquote. Really? So this is a parent. He has three children. Now, they also continue. She said, again, the gal who wrote the article, she says, quote, the March 27th shooting at the Covenant School was the deadliest school shooting in the United States, leaving three, or sorry, three nine-year-old children and three adults dead and shattering in the sanctity of a quiet Christian community. Tucked into the city's Green Hills neighborhood, the police killed the assailant, who was armed with a two assault-style weapons and a handgun after 14 minutes after the first 9-11 call, or 9-11 call. Authorities said that the assailant, a 28-year-old former student of the school, had bought Weapons legally under the well under treatment for an emotional disorder, and had quote considered the act actions of other mass murders unquote. Which again, Christian school again that doesn't fit the mainstream media. We gotta suppress this because again, it's a one group of people you're allowed to completely discriminate against, and you're allowed to completely make fun of in the United States. Unfortunately, you know the country was founded on Christian principles and values and yet the most the person they're angry with is Stephen for letting people know why this happened by providing some insight into this morally mentally vacuous person who took those lives let me know who are you more upset with Stephen who gave all this data to the world so that now we know for sure we were correct in our suspicion of this perpetrator's actions. Ridiculous to say the least. I'm trying to see if there's any more attempted points. So who, out of curiosity in the comment section, who, who are you on the side of? Do you believe it's better to censor this data and see if you do the wrong thing by releasing this? Or do you think, like I do, that sunlight is the best disinfectant and we should all have this information? And we should learn from the situation and take action so it doesn't happen again, such as protecting our schools and removing those morally disgusting, morally vacuous, disarming signs that make these teachers de facto victims and these students victims. Because you're taking away their right to defend themselves. Let me, let me know in the comments. It'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have 
Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene officially subpoenaing both Hunter and James Biden. There, I can't help but think there's nothing that moves slower than molasses than some Republicans. Because again, people have been saying to this for, what, a year now? Because there's a lot of evidence that's come out about Hunter Biden's illegal activities. Again, a great example of the hypocrisy of the gun laws in the United States. If you or I, if you lie, lie on a 4473, which is the paperwork to purchase a firearm from a federal firearm license store, well, if we lie on that, that's like a 10-year sentence and I believe it's a quarter million dollar fine. But Hunter Biden, he got off scot-free. He lied on that form, which is federally illegal. Yeah, that's fine. He didn't get any. They actually had a sweet deal where he would just get sweet probation and then they actually drop off instead of mandatory fines being applied to him. Mandatory punishment being applied to him. Rules for thee, but not for me. Yep, sounds about right. Now, Marjorie David Green says, quote, Breaking, we have officially subpoenaed Hunter Biden and James Biden in our impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. And she retreated two pictures which show the official documentation for the subpoenas. And it did get right shy of a million views in, of course, about seven hours. So, went pretty darn viral. Now, in terms of the comment section, I think it'll provide a little bit of illumination in terms of they are finally doing something, but realistically, what's going to happen? Is it possible for impeachment to real happily happen right now, especially with the Republicans losing so greatly in terms of losing seats in the House of Representatives, the Senate throughout the years? I mean, they just don't have the numbers right now to do anything. Now, going to the comment section, you have someone by the name of Joe saying, quote, well, don't well, don't, uh, grammar be damned, I'll reread it. Joe says, well, quote, well, though they don't have to show up, right? Hashtag Jim Jordan, because he never did. She got 2,600 likes, which Jim Jordan is a representative, and I believe there's a situation in which he did not show up to a subpoena. That was after a contentious, I believe it was a relationship, not a relationship, rather, a situation in which they were subpoenaing him darn near every single day, and he kept answering the same question. So with the data that I currently have right now, I believe in his case, he didn't return the next time because he said, I'm answering the same questions more and more and more. I mean, let me know if you have new questions, but I'm not going to show up and do the same thing. So with the data I have now, I don't believe that's an apples to apples comparison, which perhaps is an apt metaphor since, as they say, a couple bad apples ruin the, the bushel. That's a good politician metaphor. I'll take it. Someone by the name of Sunday Divine says, quote, ah, Major Taylor Green, hard at work on inflation, healthcare, infrastructure, and all the other things Americans are concerning to American citizens, unquote, gained 1.1 thousand likes, which there is some truth in terms of a lot of Americans are concerned about those other topics. However, I think a lot of people in the United States are also concerned about the discrepancies as well as the unfair treatment of people who are being clearly politically prosecuted, and they're seeing that Again, rules for thee, but not for me. Some people are not being charged with the same crimes based on their political affiliation. So I think there's a lot of people that do want to see this come to fruition and actually see these subpoenas being executed and see this day in court. Now, I don't think realistically there's the numbers, especially in the Senate, for them to impeach Biden. It's not statistically possible unless you had Democrats who flip their votes, which, again, they never do. They're very strategic in terms of moves on the chessboard. They move as one effective unit, which is why they're so much more successful getting their legislation and their ideals passed. It also doesn't help that there's a lot of rhinos, which is a pejorative term known as Republican in name only, where it says R next to their name on the ballot, but all their policies, they just, they're Democrat policies. 
So again, whoever you're voting for, make sure you're in, casting an informed ballot and you're looking at their policies and their track record, not just whatever letter they decide to put their, next to their name. Nevertheless, back to the comments section. Someone by the name of Warren says, quote, This might be news if you all hadn't already made congressional subpoenas completely worthless. Enjoy yelling in an empty room, unquote, gained three, no, 244 likes. Someone by the name of Victor Xi, quite popular with this, with this response. He says, quote, good luck, Marjorie. You will lose, unquote, gained 800 likes. Miss Gravely says, quote, you guys got the crap kicked out of you earlier this week, and the only plan is to double down on this. Good, unquote, gained 173 likes and a gif, or as a youth might call a gif, of, what's that gal from that 70s show? Molly Kunis laughing in the text saying LMFAO. Bored Dude Laughing says, quote, same type of subpoena issued to Jim Jordan, useless. Clown face, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. So I'd say eight from, plus for marketing, the Bored Dude Laughing, on point with the brand. That got 991 likes. Miss Emerald Eyes says, quote, give me a big hand raise if you already for MTG to be censured. Unquote, gaining 1,000 likes. Let's see here. Someone by the name of Sheik Evans saying, quote, false, just give up and resign. Getting 104 likes. Childy says, quote, oh, so they think they can just brush off a subpoena like hashtag Jim Jordan did, huh? Getting 584 likes. Just Vent says, quote, Republicans wonder why they're catching L's left and right. Well, Hunter Biden and James Biden ain't putting food on the table. Unquote, getting 571 likes. Garrett says, quote, MTG is from the party of wasting taxpayer dollars. Unquote, getting 513 likes. Though, I... I was going to say, both parties waste a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but depending on how you're calculating the waste, well, you have to come to an agreed definition of what you consider the term waste when it comes to taxpayer dollars. I mean, I think, well, I guess it would just be a political thing. If you're a Republican, you think Democrats waste money. If you're a Democrat, you think Republicans waste money. And if you're in the middle, you probably, like me, you think most people, everyone wastes money in politics. But they did get 513 likes. Mm, getting some supportive comments. They're buried a little bit. He'll do a little digging here. Mr. Mike Superza says, quote, I hope this actually goes somewhere, unquote. Getting 183 likes. But now back to the negative. Right below it is Mr. Joseph Pino saying, quote, Republicans officially wasted 11 months of a majority in Congress. Do a few more subpoenas that should have been issued in January, unquote. Getting 154 likes. Toby B says, quote, Your obsession with Hunter is embarrassing, unquote. Getting 413 likes. Yasmin Mary says, quote, breaking Republicans will like will lose bigly in 2024. And it's a gif of Biden putting on aviator glasses. I got 435 likes. Marjorie Taylor Green Press Release Parody account says, quote, time to find out who left the cocaine at the White House, unquote, gained 591 likes. So there so two positive statements thus far. This is almost as bad as ratio as Chris Christie. Well, nothing's that bad because he literally had a couple of posts where no one had a positive response to him, which is statistically impossible. Almost, almost impressive in a way. Let's see here. 
Jericho says, good job, but the odds of them showing up aren't good. So the question would will be if they'll be charged like Steve Bannon was, unquote. Gain 23 likes. John Fish says, quote, I would imagine they will ignore them based on the precedent set by M Mr. Jordan, unquote. Gain 96 likes. Let's see here. See here. Trying to see if there's any state more statements supporting her, but the numbers are not in her favor. And John D says, spoiler alert, the entire Biden family is an organized crime syndicate, unquote, getting 40 likes. So there's a there's a couple. But interestingly enough, given her fan base and the number of followers she has, and presumably many of them are people who support her. I thought the ratio of people who would agree with her would be much, much greater than this. I mean, this is, I mean, this ratio is akin to more like DeSantis or Chris Christie. It is overwhelmingly negative. I mean, there's a lot, uh, there are, well, there's a high volume of statements that are saying good job or, you know, you know, VIP or, you know, so I'm starting to find more, but these are getting between zero and three likes. So there are a couple of statements agreeing with her, but overall the ratio is not so good. So let me know in the comments. Do you agree with Marjorie Taylor Greene? Do you think this will actually go anywhere? Again, I'm trying to see the actual statistics. There's someone who actually specifically said the impeachment, I thought. Let's see here. What is the Google? Because uh, I think you need, according to my memory, I think you need two third majority for impeachment from both the House and Senate. Uh, yeah, three steps of impeachment. The House of Representatives brings articles of charges of impeachment against the official. If the House adopts charges by a simple majority vote, the official process to be get, to be impeached has begun. The Senate holds an impeachment trial. Again, the Republicans do not have the Senate, and, and politics has become very much of a tribal thing. There's really not a lot of people who, unfortunately, actually look at every situation on a case-by-case -case basis and votes accordingly. More often than not, on the left and the right, much more, I would say, more effectively on the left, they just vote party lines. So even if there's an investigation, they do bring this, let's say, best-case scenario for Republicans, they bring this through the House of Representatives, and they get past there. It starts the process officially. It's going to go to the Senate, and it's just going to die there. You would need a multitude of Democrats to switch, and I just don't see that happening. Let me know in the comments if you do. So, interestingly enough, as the youth might say, Marjorie Taylor Greene was certainly ratioed. Well, that was terrible. Let me try it again. Ratioed. There we go. And it'll be interesting to see what does come from the situation. Does this help Republicans out as they're continuing to attempt to campaign? Again, one of those comments had a good point. They said you had 11 months of the majority of the House, what are we doing? Which again, I ask all the time. And again, the Republicans had the President, they had the House and the Senate, and they couldn't pass the Hearing Protection Act, which would have taken the suppressors off the NFA and being treated like a rated firearm, which transacts from a federal firearm licensee with a 4473, and a background check, 4473 being the paperwork. But nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see how the situation evolves and what goes from here. Time shall tell. Other interesting political news, you have Vivek Ramaswamy's Stop World War III campaign video going viral. Or, as some people do call him Vivek, or, as the OGs call him, 
Dubeck, which is actually his rap name when he was in college, the fact he doesn't have some swag like cups and sweaters and t-shirts with like him in a with a rap hat on and his name just Devec2024, the fact that that marketing tool isn't there is beyond me. That would raise at least a couple million dollars in swag sales, wouldn't it? Just for the novelty. I mean, that'd be good marketing. But again, that's just me. I'm, I'm not his campaign. I'm not his advisor. Oh, that is just free good data. Oh, I'd say my opinion is worth about three cents. It used to be two cents, but for your hyperinflation, that's just my three cents. Should be four cents, but I'm a generous man. Though it is still free to click the subscribe button. There. Or there. I don't know how your phone is oriented. Or, in the rare cases, your desktop computer. Or, even rarer cases, your Blackberry. The OG. There's got to be a couple left out there. The nostalgia in me surely hopes so. Nevertheless, going to the actual video of Vivek. And again, if you have suggestions for picture-in-picture -picture production software, I appreciate it. Any suggestions and feedback in the comments section. It's one of those issues where I've tried a couple, but I keep having issues with the camera not working with the actual screen share. And I don't know if it's because I need to up I've updated the drivers of the camera, which I'm currently using the USB Razer Hiken 4K camera and a standard USB microphone and then a laptop. Every time, every time I try to connect the three, it would only still default to one video source and it wouldn't let the dual sources be recorded in parallel. So again, if you have suggestions, I appreciate it because I do want to improve the show. And from the feedback, thankfully, I know that's something that folks want to see. So again, any feedback is appreciated, even if it is a harsh critique, because that's how I get better. And that's how I know I need to slow down my pace of speech a little bit. I need to enunciate more and start a little bit less. And thanks to the subscribe button clicks, I think there's been some improvement. A little bit, I suspect. We shall find out throughout time. Now, Vivek says, quote, This isn't complicated. Stop World War III. Declare independence from Communist China. Use our military to protect our border instead of someone else's. And he then has this little video compilation, which within a span of only seven hours, got about 800,000 views, as you might say, went quite viral. And without further ado. Corrupt politicians spent trillions, killed millions, and made billions for themselves in Iraq and Afghanistan. Now they're leading us into World War III. That ends on my watch. I'm Vivek Ramaswamy, and as your next president, my sole duty is to you, the citizens of our nation, not another one. I'll keep us out of World War III. I'll declare independence from communist China. And I'll use our own military to protect our own borders, not somebody else's. I'm Vivek Ramaswamy, and I approve this message because that's the truth. Good music in the background. Marketing is important. Sometimes the little details that make all the difference. Now, this is a huge differentiator for Vivek in terms of the Republican nominees. Many of them are more historically pro-interventionist from a global strategic perspective when it comes to military interventions, meaning they're much more prone to be pro putting the military in situations and going for the deterrence of showing force and what have you. Now, Vivek, much more of a contrarian, he wants to reduce those number of operations. He wants to reduce those conflicts, which Again, the United States has had throughout history as a debate in and of itself on which strategy is most successful. And I would also argue, depending on the global climate and the environments between different political leaders, again, they're all human. They all have different incentive structures and ideals. So I would also argue perhaps throughout history, the time, the strategies, those change as well. Another topic for another time perhaps is a huge topic in and of itself. But in terms of moves on the pickle chessboard, I think this will certainly differentiate him from the competition. Vivek is usually head-in-head -head with um, Nikki Haley, and 
his position is very much different than hers. She is much more, as someone called it, pro-war. Now, it'll be interesting to see that video, while it got 800,000 views, got 5.8 thousand likes. So not the best ratio per se. I know public schools are at an all-time low for math scores, science scores, history scores. Well, even the ACT scores at 32-year low. But the teachers unions say they deserve more money, I'm told. Yeah, good luck with that. So we'll have to do a little bit of fun on your math today and provide more value than pub some public schools, which isn't saying much, but it's a start, perhaps. So 5,800 people liked that video and post, but about 800,000 people viewed it. So we're going to take 5,800, divide that by 800,000, gives us 0 0.007. However, we're gonna turn that into a percent. So we're gonna multiply that by 100, which also good life hack, just move the decimal place over a couple times. That gives you a like ratio of 0.725%. Or if you are so inclined, you could round up and say 0.73%, which again is not great. He historically, his other posts have gotten much higher ratio, usually between, I wanna say, one and two percent is a good average for Vivek's. Now, going to the comments section, someone by the name of, let's see here, Brett Venderkin said, quote, it'd be great if conservatives could actually rally around someone like Vivek. Some are too attached to Trump and some are too attached to the Bush Romney GOP, unquote. Getting 89 likes. Looking up 52 says they're going to come after you tonight. Be ready. Unquote. Getting 21 likes. Joseph Pino saying, quote, I think we've had enough of the primary. Thank you for all the challengers. Time to endorse President Trump. Unquote. Getting 49 likes. Which, yeah, Trump is very much ahead in pretty much every poll when it comes to the Republican nominee. Now, the big elephant in the room, pun moderately intended because it's the Republican Party, is will he legally be allowed to run for president? He's currently being his movies on political chessboard the other side's pawns bishops rooks and knights are all surrounding him putting him in check it's not mate yet but the concern is what if there's a lot of things they could do again i think it's morally vacuous and disgusting the difference in the way people are being treated based on political affiliation the document case is one of the best examples where other politicians literally president obama president biden and even vice president Pence, they all store their documents unsecured way. And Trump also did. And yet he is being charged while the others are not. I don't see a world where that's fair. Let me know in the comments how someone could justify how that is in any way fair, where he's being charged for the same exact crime, but the others were let off scot-free. And that's not the only example. I can make a whole video on that in and of itself. But it'll be interesting to see, again, that's the big question is, of course, right now, Trump is winning in a landslide with all these polls for the Republican primary. But will he be able to? Will he be permitted to? I and mean, that's why a lot of people are joking. The whole Republican primary is either just a fight to become his VP or maybe it will be the default Republican nominee because of the situation. Let me know in the comments if you think Trump will even be allowed to run with all the information we have right now and all the situations we're seeing right now. Nevertheless, back to the comics section. Someone by the name of Quick Steps says, quote, thank you for being a shining light and giving Republican voters hope, unquote, getting eight likes. 
Akash18 says, quote, agreed on all parts. I think tonight if someone drops out and backs Trump live on air, it'd be the nail in coffin for the other candidates, unquote. Getting nine likes. Again, apologies. In terms of my work schedule, I do have to re this video is being recorded ahead of schedule. Let's see here. Someone by the name of Swan, though the profile picture is of someone in a burglar or a ski mask. So, C minus for marketing. I don't see a picture of a swan, but nevertheless, this supposed swan says, quote, no more world policing while our porters are porous. Time to put America first, secure our nation, and cut the cord with China's regime. Strength and, and, sorry, strength and sovereignty must be our path forward, not endless foreign entanglements. Unquote. Getting 11 likes. Let's see here. Someone by the name of Trading Sense says, quote, really unfortunate Vivek is not pulling higher, unquote, getting three likes. Let's see here. So oh, a couple contrarians are starting to pop up. Corby says, quote, politicians love to say what they will do, but never say how, unquote, getting four likes. But which, interestingly enough, if you watch a lot of Vivek's long-term video formats, he does explain the articulate one, two, three steps on how he will achieve his goals, which are very unique from a political perspective. I also think, let me know in the comments, should there be some type of rule or law where if a politician says, yes, I'm going to do this, well, if they don't do that within a certain amount of period of the presidency, you just, they get kicked out. That doesn't sound too unreasonable to me. Let me know, it'd be fascinating to hear what you have to say in that regard. So my name is Stephen Hayski says, quote, it will be nice to see you contrast with the other candidates, thirst for war, Interesting to see DeSantis' take as well, but I have to admit, I doubt I will be watching live versus seeing the reruns afterwards, getting six likes. And Keish says, quote, protecting our own borders is crucial, but let's also work towards fostering peace and diplomacy on a global scale, unquote, getting seven likes. Let's see here. Someone by the name of Huff says, quote, America comes first, unquote, getting three likes. Say here. Recipe Encounter says, quote, 100% agree, mate. Getting four likes. Alex Hunt saying, quote, Vivek, we are with you. Go get him, unquote. Getting eight likes. Huh? No likes, but you're getting a couple contrarian uh, statements. So this one, while it doesn't have any likes, it is against Vivek's original tweet. Person by the name of LMCK says, quote, clearly one of, if not one of the best candidates, unquote. No likes, but you get 11 views. So yeah, interesting enough, it does look like a eh, an overwhelming majority of the comments are very much in favor of them. Looks like I found another pejorative one, someone by the name of Fertilizer Finder, with simply just did a response with clown emojis. That did get two likes. So again, there were a couple of contrarian statements or statements that disagreed with Vivek's original post, but overall highly agreed in terms of most of the responses overwhelming supportive of him. Now again, it'll be interesting to see how does that translate to the preliminary primary polls? Again, not everyone is on social media. It'll be fascinating to see, given his audience and how much how active Vivek is on social media, I think a lot of people who agree with him are on there already. It'll be fascinating to see. Let me know in the comments if you think this will be overall net asset to his campaign and help boost him in the polls. Or maybe this perhaps backs this is a backfire and actually hurts him in the polls. It'll be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Now, going on to the business blunder of the day, you have General Motors recalling their driverless vehicle car fleet after it hit a pedestrian. Although, allegedly not on purpose. Dun, 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 dun. 
If you did not realize that was one of the theme songs from the Terminator films, part of me just died a little inside because it's probably perhaps one of the greatest films ever. I mean, few, very few films have actually encapsulated and actually predicted the future so accurately. It's fascinating to see how well James Cameron did get it back in the day. Brilliant director, even though obviously, well, not obviously, I do disagree with pretty much all his political stances he's taken throughout the years, but nevertheless, he is a great director, and that film is cemented as one of the best sci-fi films. Well, so I say sci-fi and, you know, non-fiction, but before we know it, perhaps it will be the truth as the machines revolt against us. Is this the beginning with GM's vehicles? Let's dive into the article and find out. Now, this is coming to, thanks to an editor at News at LinkedIn by the name of Ruki Chen, and they noted that General Motors Cruise is recalling 950 of the self-driving vehicles just weeks after a severe pedestrian injury prompted the California to suspend their operating permit. Which is fascinating. You can actually rob stores in California left and right up to $950 and they basically don't prosecute you because the district attorney is. And you can vandalize stores and break the stores. But they haven't got to the point where you can run someone over in a car and injure them and get away with it yet. Given the trend and the culture shift in California, especially San Francisco, this might not be an issue in a couple of months where they just let the robots take over and cause many injuries. Nevertheless, back to the article, they noted that the cruise claims a problem in the car's collision response software is what led to the woman being hit and dragged across the streets in San Francisco, which would be a shitty situation, pun rightly intended, because the city has so much human defecate on the ground and excrement on the ground. They actually created an app on your phone where you can actually try to search to avoid it because people will mark on the app where people have relieved themselves. But there's such a high frequency of that, the whole city just looks like a giant brown map. So, unfortunately, it sounds, statistically speaking, she was probably dragged through some of that. And yet, I'm told it's a magical place to live. For reasons. Nevertheless, the company also recently paused all operations in the U.S. and said that they will not resume rides until after the software update is deployed. So they're saying it's an accidental, you know, it's a little collision response software just wasn't working properly. Or was it working right the whole time and the software programmed itself because the AI is already self-aware? Kidding, moderately, obviously, kind of. Now, and they all go on to say that General Motors acquired Cruise in 2016 for $1 billion, but has lost $1.9 billion on subsidiary in 2023 alone. So that's not a great ROI. Now, granted, with most new technologies, especially automotive, the ramp up is quite long in terms of, you know, when are you going to make a profit? Just like on EV vehicles, GM, Rivian, Lucid, they're all bleeding money on these EVs. But with volume and over time, you will get to profitability as long as you have a modicum of business intelligence. That's what happened to Tesla. It took them for years, but they eventually got profitability. Now, earlier, this cruise CEO, Kyle Volt, told the employees that the company would need to lay off an undetermined number of staffers re following its recent safety challenges as well. So it'll be interesting to see, but you have a driverless company, and you're bragging about this being the future. This is where all the, all the technology is going to go. No more fun while you're driving. No more three pedals and a manual transmission and a stick shift and a good old V8. As all vehicles should have by default, ideally. Although my inline four is quite fun on the track. But nevertheless, they want the whole future to be EVs and driverless vehicles. Which again, some of these driverless vehicles don't even have steering wheels or pedals. So if something goes wrong, you can't stop it. It almost sounds like a recipe for disaster. And don't get me started on how hackers could take over those vehicles. You're opening up another huge can of worms, or in this case, because it's San Francisco where they drink there, a can of organic 
turmeric. It's not even that effect. So it'll be interesting to see how does GM bounce back from this and how does this shift people's perception of GM? I mean, again, a lot of people are saying driverless technology is the future. Is this going to cause people or consumers to hesitate before they get into one of those vehicles that, again, they cannot control? Could be easily taken over. Or, yeah, I, I just don't see a lot of... I see a lot of concerns, needless to say. Let me know in the comments if you would be willing to adopt this technology or if you're probably going to put the brakes on the adoption, pun moderately intended. But nevertheless, having an issue where you run over someone and you're actually having to recall all those vehicles when you're saying it's the future? I gotta say, that's the business blunder of the day, bar none. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November. So if you could click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, the comments are a great way to let me know how I can improve the channel, make the show better and better together. I appreciate your input and especially the harsh critique because I say that is how you grow the most. Also, and lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell your enemies, heck, tell anyone and everyone, just stay safe, fight the good fight.